Welcome to the Mind Duck Podcast. Mind, Mind Duck Japan. Japan Podcast. Oh no, I failed already. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's episode 19, yay! This episode, we have four guests, including a robo guest. Uh, not only is there Sara from Philippines, Paolo from Italy, Nabichan from... Hell. From Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, poor Nabi-chan. Nabi-chan, Nabi-chan. Nabi-chan has a split personality and also is uh, ETC-chan. ITC Chan and other Chans, and I hate her so much. So <laughs> it's the car navigation because in Japanese, if you say navigation, it's Navi because V is B. So yeah, Nabi Chan. She's gonna talk eventually. There's also Pablo joining us finally on the podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and Sara. Hi! <laughs> and Chen, of course. Yeah, but I'm a co host. Yeah, you're a co host. <laughs> but you haven't been on the last few episodes. Oh, well, I'm a bad co host. You've lost, your, you lost <laughs> yeah. your bragging rights of being a co host. Ah, no. You're not even the only Chen in this episode. I know. I know. How <laughs> 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 we gain my position. So, this uh, episode we're recording on a trip to Matsumoto and Takayama. You're on the way back, we've experienced a lot of stuff. And to introduce the people who are finally on the podcast, uh, Paolo's long-time listener, uh, no-time <laughs> podcast guest. <laughs> okay. So who are you? Um, I'm Paolo. And uh, I was once able to say all the alphabet burping. <laughs> it's That's one of amazing. my proudest feats. Okay, <laughs> so other than that, uh, you're also a teacher. Anything yes. else that you do other than teaching? Uh, I write bullshit and people offend me because of it. I would say that you're a very enthusiastic reader. We talk had a lot of conversations about books, so that might come up later. Okay, yeah, I would say I like reading, and I, but I especially like talking about books. I, I'm a very slow reader, so... It doesn't sound like you're a slow reader. But <laughs> 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 sounds like you read a lot. So how about you, Sarah? Who are you? Oh, hi. So I'm Sarah. I'm from the Philippines. Uh, I like punk rock. And I build gunpla. Gunpla? So that's plastic modeling. I don't like know. robots and stuff. I had no idea. Yeah, Gundam. yeah Gundams. Adam would love to talk to you. Yeah. He loves models so much. He was on many episodes before. He's <laughs> 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 my Czech friend. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm into that kind of thing. Um, Have you ever listened to any of the podcasts? Um, actually, no, I didn't know about it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, now I know. So what we talk about is strange Japanese things. I branded it as a tragic comedy podcast. So it's uh. basically me doing stupid bullshit and then making mistakes and trying to laugh about them. And also we find strange things in Japan. We talk about language and traveling and like characters and all that. And so there's all these segments on the podcast. Oh, that's wonderful because so Japan is really insanely strange. <laughs> <laughs> And how are you, Chen? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Language work. To start with, I'd like to do a very quick segment about language. Uh, we call this language work. 
and this time I have a very very short but very very frequent thing that happens in the Japanese language and that's when sometimes people shorten or lengthen the last syllable of the word which we uh. talked about a lot on this trip <laughs> so first off to be serious about it uh, I never understand and that's something that Sarah might explain because she's very good at Japanese uh, <laughs> I wish I understood why they shorten stuff. So for example, if you want to say I like something, so you say skides, which you would write sukides. And sometimes they say skides, like most of the time. But yeah. sometimes they say suki. Suki. Oh, uh, that's, that's the one that I told you be, before. That's, that's just like, there are whispered vows and things in Japan. So sometimes people might stress certain areas, but like so it's, for it's whispered, it's, okay. like like so. the like if you have two whispered sounds mm -hmm. together, or voiceless sounds, you're supposed to whisper things that have like an e or like a okay. like like s and k are voiceless sounds. Mm -hmm. So well, but but you have to have yeah, some but, sound there. Yeah, but, but my question is, if you have like a verb and it ends at yeah. us. Yeah. So, so today or yesterday I heard you talk and you speak perfect Japanese. I couldn't tell if you were a Japanese person or not, if I just <laughs> overheard you talking. And sometimes you were like, blah, 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 masu. I was like, why does she say masu? Why isn't it mas? And is it for emphasis then? Or why, why is it? Yeah. Oh, it also sounds more polite. So long story short, to somebody who doesn't know much and is trying to understand it, it looks like it's very confusing and very arbitrary when to shorten it, when not to shorten it. But it's not. And this, like, gets into English when Japanese people start talking English. This is why I think it happens. Because they cannot say the last <laughs> syllable the correct way. And especially if it ends like to, <laughs> then they never say it correctly. So you get things like torrent and mosquito and potato and tomato. <laughs> so strange. Any other favorite words that you like like that? Yeah. Risotto. Risotto, yeah. Yeah, many of the Italian words they say like prosciutto, gelato, risotto, concert. <laughs> frappuccino. Frappuccino, yeah, frappuccino. Yeah, yeah. yeah or so tiramis. Tiramis, yeah. Or cappuccino. Yeah. 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 Not sure if you're able to hear this. But uh, Nabichan is complaining every time Pablo crosses a line on the road. Uh, I'm not sure we, we said it very well, but we're in a car driving, Paolo's driving, so hopefully we won't die in a fiery crash. <laughs> this is her alternative personality where she slips into English. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So next quick part uh, that will transition into the biggest part to talk about this trip is about travel and traveling tips. We talked about the fact that in Japan every area has a special dish or food or something that people like to try when they go to the place. That's not a thing I've ever seen in any other country. Have you ever heard of a country where they have specific dishes in specific cities? Yes. Yeah? Like America? Yes. <laughs> not my country. <laughs> I would say, like, in Italy, that's pretty common. Okay. Like, there are, for example, in my home region, you can find certain foods. And in other parts of Italy, they don't even know what they are. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that at all. We just have all the same. 
like <laughs> in Czech Republic. <laughs> How about the Philippines? Um, like we have like this kind of the same food everywhere, but every city does have that one specialty thing. Like okay. it, because I think it depends on the vegetables that grow in that region or the spices. Yeah, but people don't go to a place and be like, yeah, I have to try this dish. No. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna get angry emails for Czech people <laughs> <laughs> telling me that Czech food is delicious and there is a lot of special varieties in specific cities. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, but in Japan it's not just the food, it's also like the mascot is different, and the souvenirs are different, yeah. the omiyage is different. So if you go to a different places you can find these types of flavors and things. So on our trip we started with uh, Matsuboto, which is a city in Nagano. Nagano. So what have we done in Nagano and Matsumoto? Matsumoto? Oh yeah, we went to the castle. Yeah, it's which, one of the top. Is, yeah, it's really cool because it's black. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's one of the top um, castles that were maintained. I think ever since yeah. maybe. It's one of the ten original castles in yeah. Japan. So it's black. That's the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's by far the biggest advantage. There are some interesting stairs with 60 or 70 degrees up, so we have to like climb them. Yeah. It was like hiking. <laughs> Take off your shoes and you walk on these wooden floors, and it looks interesting. Yeah. Other than that, we wow. went to Frog Street. So there's a famous street that's called Kairu, which in Japanese uh, it can mean a frog or it can mean can buy. So there's a bunch of frog mascots and everything. Do you remember what the first mascot looked like? He was awesome. Yeah, he had the katana. Yeah. There were three of them. Yeah. Yes. So there were two riding this one normal frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other two were holding katanas and like ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, one of them had skipped like the last evolution. Yeah. Uh, was still like basic level. Yeah, he was the horse, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she was serving as a... There's a huge-ass <laughs> frog and it was the role of a horse. Yeah. And two other frogs were riding it. Yes. And they were samurai. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fun. So it looked insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get all these miniature souvenirs and like these uh, pictures with holes for your face where you can take a picture of a frog in love and stuff. Yeah. It's a nice street with all these shops and everything. So after that we went to Takayama and on the way stopped at uh, somebody say it correctly. Kamikochi. Yes. Kamikochi. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Kamikochi. So how did you like Kamikochi? It's beautiful. What is it? Kamikochi is basically like a mountainous area with some rivers. So its main its main attraction is the Kappa Bashi, which is a Kappa bridge. How do you explain Kappa in yeah, English? Kappa is a yeah. Japanese demon. I want yeah. to talk about that. It's my favorite yeah. Kappa, my favorite demon. Oh, okay. there you go. Yeah, it's like this small monster that guards rivers and uh, and bridges, and it has like a fountain on its head. It looks a little bit like a duck and it eats people. I don't think it has a fountain on its head, it's more like a dent. <laughs> Somebody yeah. crashed yeah, his but there's skull. Like, there's like water coming out of it. Yeah. yeah, there's something there. It's got like an indentation on the top of its yeah. skull and there's like a small pond in it. But yeah. even though it eats people, it's one of like the cutest demons, so you can like die like, like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> not sure about that. In some of the depictions, it's got a beak. Yeah. And it looks like a turtle that's like fully green and, uh, I don't know, with claws, four fingers. It's strange. Yeah. And there is a fairy tale, like, that supposedly children are told 
and uh, there's a moral to the story. It was that children are supposed to learn how to bow, and Kappa has all its power in the water on its head. So if it bows, the water will spill out, and uh, Kappa will lose its power and run away. So if you don't bow, it will not bow. It will have its power and eat you and kill you. Oh, oh okay. So that's like okay. to teach children to bow. <laughs> okay, that I don't know. Bow or die. That's yeah, why they bow so, so <laughs> yes, hard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that explains it. The second story with this is that you shouldn't go uh, in the river alone and naked, go swimming. If you do that, Kappa uh, will eat you. Kappa will get you. They will get you because they will pull your intestines out oh, of your butt and there are pictures and depictions of this. Oh god. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. And if you want to be safe, you can throw cucumbers somewhere and it will attract kappas. <laughs> which is why you can Don't see them cucumbers. Just... <laughs> Here, have some cucumbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't understand why that is, but... Uh, Maybe it's... cucumbers taste Maybe like it looks butts. like parts of intestines. I don't know. A bunch <laughs> so of them floating around, so they're like, oh yeah, I'm satisfied that person lost I mean, floating in testing sometimes. Yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about that. But <laughs> so anyway, in Kamikicho, is it right? Never mind. That's why I never said it. Kamikochi. Yes, Kamikochi. I never say the names correct, but that's why. That's why I never say Kamikicho and Kamikochi is the same. <laughs> it's the same. Kamikochi. So it's this huge area where you can go for a hike and you can see beautiful mountains and trees and the autumn it's so colorful and nice and at the end there's this bridge. Uh, we haven't been eaten by Kappa, but I bought the best souvenir with Paolo. Oh yeah. What is this? It's a pouch with a dog that has a Kappa inside. It looks like Kappa has eaten the insides and is wearing the dog. Yeah, it's either like a dog, it's either like a Kappa that has like a dog hat or uh, a dog that has a Kappa t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either it's works, the, right? It's the best. <laughs> yes, after that we continued uh, hiking more and there is a shrine at the pond with a wooden gate. You can get in line and take pictures, it's nice. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. All, this, all this area is really nice. Finally, we visited uh, Takayama. That's not final. Going in Takayama, I meant the famous place there, which is the village. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh that's part of the Takayama? I think so. It's Takayama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. I think Takayama, if you say, people imagine this village. Okay. It's the most yeah. famous. Yeah. It's a, what is it, World Heritage or something? World like? Heritage site. Yeah. It's really famous. Somebody told me it's better than Kyoto. Would you say that's true? Like it's oh. more authentic, more like old time. Uh, it depends uh, on. It depends what, what you're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it depends on the era. Maybe like Kyoto is a certain time period in Japan, and this place was like much older. I don't know. This, this place is more authentic in the sense that like it wasn't beautified. Kyoto is constantly being beautified, that and locals talk about yeah. how they don't like that. Yeah. But but Kyoto is probably more beautiful if you're just looking at aesthetics mm. just aesthetics <laughs> it's a world heritage site as sarah said and it's this small village and they uh most people remember it from it's like special thatched roof houses like it's not just like 
hey, I don't know what it is on top, but they're really, really thick and really sturdy, can withstand all kinds of weather and last a long time. And it's like really like high peaked roofs on these yeah. houses and they're just, it's just a small special. village. Yeah. You talked about how it looks magical in the winter because it gets covered in snow. Yeah. And I said I hate that because I hate leading up snow. <laughs> <laughs> Food and rings. Alright, so like we said, in each area there is a specialized uh, menu or a dish or something. So in uh, Matsumoto, the mascots are usually the frogs. Mm-hmm. Or I think I saw a castle that was a mascot. It always creeps me out where they make mascots out of a castle. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, a very famous dish is soba all around Nagano. We have had soba. Did you think it was special? It was okay. I, I, I really don't know. Like for me, it tastes the same yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere I go. I guess the texture was a bit different. This one was a bit chewy. I don't know about yeah, you it guys. It was a bit more chewy. Yeah, I, right. I like the Italian's perspective of soba. Yeah. It's a cold pasta. It's not good. It's not a soba. To quote Paolo, he said, soba is the weakest noodle. It's the, yeah, it's the weakest. It's the weakest of the Japanese noodles. <laughs> What about when it's hot? It's, you can have hot soba. Yeah, I had hot soba. Again, like, if you compare it to udon or ramen, it's, like, not good. <laughs> it's okay, like, if, if you tell me, like, you know, you don't have anything else to eat, I'll eat it, I don't know, I won't complain, but if I can choose, then I'll never choose it. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Like, he's not gonna spit it out, right? Yeah. I and Chan never ate it much, and then we had it uh, a lot recently and it kind of grows on you. It's a cold bunch of noodles and then you dip them in the sauce and you eat it in wasabi and sometimes you get something fried on the side. Yeah. So in uh, Matsumoto there is a famous uh, side dish to soba which is uh, fried chicken in this like thick crust. It's yeah. called Sanzokuyaki. Sanzokuyaki. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the translation is Mountain Bake Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mountain Bandit Bake? Yeah. The other way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> still ridiculous. <laughs> mountain bandit. So how did you like the mountain bandit? <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. So you should definitely get that. You yeah. can get it. So it's like like chicken wings or like a piece of chicken or like slices of chicken. Yeah, those bandits know what they're doing. <laughs> they also know how to sneak well. Oh yeah, that's something we should say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The specialty of Matsumoto. <laughs> Is the sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the sneaker? So, oh, it's a secret that only people <laughs> of Matsumoto know. <laughs> it's basically a bus that takes you around the city. It's called the sneaker. There's two guys though on a poster. We saw one at the the castle, the castle we went to. Oh yeah. yeah. They, they're That's part true. of this sneaking thing, and he walked right past you, Sarah. He sneaked right by. Yeah, I didn't know. see him at all. Clothes, black mask, and he's got the pointy head like the rice field head. Yeah, he, I didn't even notice him at all. And then when I look back, it's like, oh my god. He looked like the character from Mortal Kombat and completely missed him. Actually, yeah, I saw his back. I saw his back because, you know, it's too late. You know. Anyway, so we saw this, this map, and on the side there was a person dressed in a ninja costume, and it said, like, go on a tour. And then he looked on the top, and there's a huge ass sign that said, get on the sneaker bus. <laughs> and then if you look what the bus looks like... <laughs> <laughs> it, has, 
<laughs> red polka dots. <laughs> it's, it's like a white bus with red polka dots all over it. <laughs> You'll never know it's coming. To be fair, I missed the bus. <laughs> it's a sneaker bus. You actually didn't see I it. Did. Yeah, it's very sneaky. Ring the bell. <laughs> to mention the bear bells. Yeah, yeah so bear when we were walking to Kamikochi. In Kamikochi, apparently, there are bears. So we saw a lot of signs saying that bears were sighted. And uh, so lots of people are walking around with these tiny bells that are called bear bells because apparently if a huge bear see you walking with a tiny bell, they, they get really scared and they, they don't come near you. <laughs> the bells have tiny ears and bear faces on them. Yeah. I guess that's why, probably they, th they think you kill their children to make those bells. There's a list of instructions what to do if you meet a bear, do you remember? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, don't shout at him because he's very rude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you see a bear, <laughs> you can swear at him, like silently. <laughs> yeah. You can be like, listen here little cunt, don't fuck you up. But if you say it loudly, it's gonna, it's gonna mess you up. Yeah, and then you should never run. That's one of the other things they said. Go back away slowly. Yeah, yeah you should back away slowly. You shouldn't take their picture. They'll come back to haunt you. Yeah, <laughs> shouldn't take their picture. No, I think it's because like they don't, you don't have written consent. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know, that's. Uh, that's true. Uh, it's a mess. If you upload it, then <laughs> you know you get demonetized. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So finally we went to Takama, where the famous food is... Hida uh, beef. beef. Oh, before that, we forgot in uh, Kumamoto, me and Philip ate um, horse meat. Raw, yeah. oh, raw yeah. horse meat. It so, is a subject I want to talk about, like oh. everything's raw in Japan. So yeah, we ate bagashi. What? <laughs> no bagashi. The culture of Japan is that many many things get eaten raw. You start with fish, which is very common also in other countries. Mm -hmm. I never had it much, but I love it now. And then you can have raw other stuff like raw shrimp or shellfish. Uh, which we had uh, one and a half year ago and we had it so fresh and I, I wanted to spend some money in an expensive restaurant and have like fresh crab they brought the plate with the seafood and the shrimp were so raw they moved on the plate and it was like alien was like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah if you pour like soy sauce on it they, move, they right? hate that yeah, yeah. yeah so we had to ask them to bake it I didn't want to put it in my mouth <laughs> I didn't want to have a phaser in my mouth. I didn't enjoy it. And we finally uh, tried with Pablo's specialty that's raw horse meat, which I never had horse meat before, let alone raw. Have you ever had raw horse meat? I had raw meat in other like situations, but usually it's beef. So I would be scared to get some kind of an illness in my country. It's absolutely insane, unheard of to eat anything raw, like even eggs you can't eat raw. My mother freaks out if I mention that eggs I didn't is dangerous fully in cook the eggs. Yeah. Actually. In Japan, every day, everywhere, raw eggs, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's supposed to be safe to eat raw horse, which was nice, I liked it. It was much better than I expected. It's good. Yeah, it was really good. And then you can eat raw beef, which we also had the other day. So you're chewy. 
I would much rather fry that. <laughs> and then you can have raw chicken, which is supposed to be like dangerous. I don't know. Yeah, well, you, sure, you have to eat yeah. it within a certain window. Okay. I heard like after they prepare it, you have like ten minutes. Ten or, minutes. Or five minutes. Five minutes. Something you like that. You have to eat it right away. Oh yeah, God. Or you get salmonella. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Do they kill it on your table? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had it. I don't I, think they kill it. I would it. not eat it. They have it even at the Hamazushi, but no one orders it. Oh really? It. Well, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, we're terrified but If somebody order orders it, yeah, they, like, order they like run to catch a live chicken or what happens? I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All these raw things always remind me of the scene in the Hitchhiker's Guide of the Galaxy. <laughs> where they go to the restaurant at the end of the universe and you can order a specialized dish where you have a talking cow that walks on the plate and you have a philosophical discussion with the cow. And when you discover the meaning of life, you eat it, and it begs you to eat it. Oh and my it's God. so disturbing. <laughs> so I don't, yeah. I don't want raw stuff much, but yeah, raw horse is nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's not moving. It's not like jumping around on the table. Yeah, you don't even know which part of the horse it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. To be honest, like in Italy, we eat a lot of like raw pork, but it's usually salted pork. Oh, like salami and like raw sausage and things I had no like idea. Raw ham. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. do people feel like it's safe? Yeah, yeah, salted is perfectly safe. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. Uh, it kills like uh, the salt and the cold kill all the bacteria. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, with us, we 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 do eat like pork, pig blood, a lot. Oh, that's the uh, one thing I hate. Yeah. I hate duck blood, pig blood, all the blood. I hate that too. I yeah. can't stand like it. Like blood soup is the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember you talking about that. Like when we went to Izu. Yeah, we talked about how in Czech Republic they have these events where they buy a whole pig and they cut it in half and <laughs> they hang it in the middle of the village or somewhere. Yeah. And they just take the intestines and all the internal organs and the blood, yeah. they drain the blood and they make the soup and all these like sausages and... <laughs> I hate that so much. Yeah, I remember you talking about that and how much you hate sausages out after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so, to mention the last place, uh, as far as food and mascots are concerned, the Kida beef in Takayama. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's horribly overpriced. <laughs> yeah, it's not as expensive as Matsusaka or Kobe beef, though. Yeah. So Kobe beef is the like the most. Kobe beef no, it's is not the most expensive. I think there is another one which is more expensive. Matsusaka, I think it's Matsusaka. I've never heard of that. No, no, no. I think it depends. Yeah, it's probably Matsusaka that's more expensive, but. So Matsusaka, you can get where? In uh, Mie. Okay. In Matsusaka. City, I believe. All right. Yeah, I've never tried it. I've only tried Kobe beef because um, I used to work at a Kobe beef restaurant. I got it for free. Oh. So, um, so tell us more. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it's so fatty, like it oozes fat. So that's why it melts instantly wow. in your mouth. It's great, but maybe not too much of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So is it worth the price in your opinion? Um, I can see why it's expensive, definitely. It is good, but not too much. Like any expensive thing, like not too much, right? Yeah, it's something that I think people should try, like once in their life. 
I know nothing about any of these beefs, and to me it just looks like beef. <laughs> and I don't want to spend 7,000 yen on a beef steak. So I'm not sure. I mean, like, I, I guess, like, what makes it unique is how they groom the cows yeah. to, to get this kind of beef. Do you guys know that, yeah. what they do? They well, like I don't know the, the exact belly. things, but I do know that they treat cows different ways, like feed them yeah. different things, give them massages yeah. and other stuff. Yeah, here they feed them beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah. So they get fat. This is basically. What did you think about Hida beef, you guys? Yeah. Well, I loved the Hida beef that we got on a stick at the end uh, yeah. of our trip, but I didn't feel like it was like different beef. I just thought like it was very well prepared, high quality beef. Like I didn't feel like it's a. Uh, it's like different. I can't tell with these beefs. Yeah, <laughs> like, I could tell like a big difference. Really? Like when I had the like in our dombori and even the mm-hmm. the steak, I thought it tasted like a really different beef. And not comparing to like the matsuya and whatever. Yeah. I mean, just beef. It did have a different taste okay. to me. You shouldn't listen to me because I barely eat it. I don't know anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Paolo? No, I, I feel like. So eating the gyudon, like it felt like a different. Gyudon is a rice bowl with beef on top. Yeah, it's a beef bowl. Um, felt like different. Now, of course, like my main comparison is the Matsuya one, which is like the really cheap one. But at the same time, it felt like a different quality of beef. Okay. So one last thing to mention was uh, the mascot in Takayama. It's called Sarubobo. It looks like a strange baby describe <laughs> it let's pull it out strange got baby. one right here so mine is red and small but it looks like this baby like uh you know like when you make babies laugh and they kind of like kick at you and like try to reach for you so imagine like a laughing baby so it's got that position but it's got no face <laughs> And it comes to, to different colors. Exactly. And it's wearing a bonnet and like this little baby apron, but the back is out, so it's a cute little butt and is it's, showing. Oh, of course, but, but yeah. it's blood red. Yeah, mine is blood red, but you can get different colors. But usually, most of them are blood red. Yeah, but they come in all sizes. I got like a little teeny one, but there's like big giant ones, like the size of a real baby with like double the head size. <laughs> So the uh, story or the legend or the fortune, I don't know how to describe this, mm-hmm. is that people come to this area to pray for safe and good birth and a nice family and the health of their children. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody tell me that they traveled here to pray at the shrine and have good luck with their newborn daughter. So that's like the area to go to if you want to start a family and have some good luck charms for that. Which yeah. is also interesting that you have like specialized places to pray for specialized things in Japan. Yeah, it's nice yeah. though. What happened last week? On this part we usually talk about news and uh, when we have some guests we discuss what their experience and uh, view is of Japan. And because we have two new guests I will not ask anything about Napichan. Napichan can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we talked about what memorable and interesting experiences we had in Japan, and uh, we talked about doctors. I also had a 
strange experience with uh, the dentist because I don't speak Japanese that well and I was very scared. So I can understand how it can be weird. And uh, Paolo had a very similar feeling when he went to the doctor. So yeah, um, I had to go to this dermatologist clinic. And uh, it's a very, very tiny clinic near my house. So the whole clinic was just two rooms. One was the waiting room with the reception and the other one was the like the doctor's office basically first of course you go to the reception you say you know this is my name blah 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 you, you do some paperwork because of course it's, it's Japan and then at some point you can hear the voice of the doctor just calling you like there's no interphone no like no one it's just like the, the doctor screaming your name <laughs> until you go there that's normal in Czech Republic by the way uh, that, that's, that's totally not normal in Italy in Italy usually they say the number anyway So you go to the doctor's office and the doctor was not wearing like a white coat or a scrub or anything. Like he was wearing this pink, bright pink polo shirt <laughs> with suspenders and and jeans. That would so, make me very concerned if I saw a person like that yeah, yeah, yeah. coming uh, to examine me. And it was like maybe in his late 50s, early 60s sitting on his chair at his desk and he looked like a very very tired accountant and um, you know he, he asked me something in very broken English he could speak some English but yeah, it was kind of broken the way it worked after that was so I had to get an injection um, so they took me to the to the bed to give me the injection in the meantime the doctor didn't give any shit he just called the next person <laughs> who was this very little child okay and the child with the mother they came in and in the same room yeah in the meantime i was getting my injection and i'm super scared of injection so i was like trembling <laughs> and like i had my eyes closed <laughs> the child was like looking at me like what is going on are they torturing this person and, they, and she started crying and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was very young like she might have been like I don't know three or four um, so that that must have looked like really scary to her shame on you scaring children so bad yeah I know um, and then after doing that you know I just left the room And the guy was just like, yeah, bye-bye. And he didn't even stand up or anything, which I guess is normal. It's just like, it's so different from any other like Japanese, like customer service experience. It felt like, it felt much more like, you know, Southern Italy, like, yeah, come in. Okay, yeah, now get the fuck off. That's how it felt. <laughs> which for Japan was like really unusual. I didn't have the same with the dentists. The, yeah. I have the same fear about the dentists. I hate dentists. Like you'll hate syringes and needles. Yeah. And the scariest thing was the machine for the shoes. Because you have to like push a button and then the shoes slide out being disinfected <laughs> from this machine. And when you go outside you have to feed the shoes into this machine and push a different button. It like sucks them in. I, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> If you ever go bowling in, in Japan, uh, it's actually the same. Or also if you go to like a cat cafe. You have to have your shoes sucked in a machine? Uh, yeah, to some cat cafes, yes. Okay. But when I was waiting at the dentist I found this... Uh, table full of books for people to read. I guess it were supposed to be children books, but they had this picture book where a toothbrush was depicted as a train and it <laughs> ran into people's mouths. Yeah, that is terrifying. Yeah. And I had like light to shine light in the mouth 
and then the front I kept like brushing up the sh these uh, teeth it, it scrapped me out so I took another book and it was uh, an issue of Oshiri Tante <laughs> the oh butt detective yeah your favorite your favorite comment so I was very disturbed and after they admitted me I sat down on the chair they played Frozen and they started singing Frozen songs in front of me on the screen they called me down I guess and then, <laughs> and then the guy uh, did the check of my teeth and I always have a lot of problems so they found like four cavities or something and like very small but four and he kept like explaining it and he kept taking pictures of my teeth and how he kept like jabbing them with the metal needle I started bleeding and they kept showing me these like pictures of my bleeding teeth <laughs> and I hate that it makes me sick and I hate looking at the teeth <laughs> so they kept showing me and it was like look at this do you understand this is the problem and what do you want to do about it and we can like fix it I was like okay just fix it don't fucking show me these pictures I don't want to see any of this and then <laughs> then they were like, okay okay we will do it so they fixed my tooth and then more pictures and he took more pictures of the fixed tooth and they showed me the pictures again and I didn't know they were showing me the pictures of the problem and I was like, yeah, it looks perfect. It's, it's done. Thank you so much. And the guy was like, but, but, but wait, but, but wait. I was like, no, I'm fine. It's great. Thank you. And he was like, but this is the, this is the cavity I'm showing you on the picture. And let's look at the correct picture, the repaired tooth. So that was an experience Did I hated. you open like an Instagram account for your teeth? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But the lady knows me very well. And it's not far from Pablo. And you can visit. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have to go to the dentist at some point. It's a nice place. I was looking very hard for a dentist because they don't inspire any confidence in me. There's more dentists than convenience stores in Japan. Yeah, like that's insane. There are so many. Sarah, did you think of anything you'd like to talk about? I actually did think of something. Okay. Which happened also during this trip. Okay. Um, so it's not really like a story story but it's like a collection I don't know general thing so um, I'm Filipino but I I look Japanese like I can pass off as Japanese very easily and I guess my accent for speak and I speak Japanese is what people think is close to natural or close to native mm -hmm. so every time I'm with a non-Asian <laughs> and like a Japanese person needs to talk to this person They'll always face me, and like, <laughs> even if I have like no connection with what's going on, they'll just look at me and like they're talking. They're like it's directed to the other person, but it's just their eyes are just like focused on me. It's like what the hell just happened? It's more emphasized that I am here because they never want to look at me. Yeah, it's just so funny. Like it, it happened when we just we checked in in our hotel in Matsumoto, and like they were explaining so. Thing. It kind of makes sense that they want to be sure you could understand, but doesn't make sense yeah, with me and Chen. Well, it's just funny because like this lady, like so we were getting some information, some documents or whatever, paperwork, and like she, like Paolo was clearly in front and I was just right there and she just, I don't know, shoved her way, <laughs> pushed her way to give it to me. Like I think it was the key or something. It's like, 
what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so she completely like, passed me, despite the fact that I was speaking in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> like the, the reservation was made in my name and uh, everything else, and I was signing yeah. something. Uh, <laughs> She's like right in front of yeah. Paolo, like yeah, yeah. giving it to me. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. And I don't get it. Like, come on. He's clearly speaking Japanese. Yeah. Um, it happens to me all the time. I try to speak Japanese. It's on my name, my name, and they never look at me. I always look at Chen. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, for for you all out there that don't know, uh, you know, I'm black. So like, <laughs> this is the only time I get any attention. Japanese people try to talk to me instead of trying to speak to Philip. <laughs> Suddenly, I exist, and he's speaking, and they're looking at me, asking, "Do I want a bed? Do I have a?" Card, like, and I don't even answer them. I just stare at them. I understand them, but he's speaking, so I'm just looking. My mouth's not moving. He's speaking, and they keep looking at me, nodding. Like, okay, okay. So they're talking to me. They're having a conversation, but they're never looking at me. And they're they're just speaking to me, who just has this blank face, just listening to what's going on. Maybe they're just thinking that it's a voiceover for you. Right. Maybe just opening your mouth next time and pretending you're talking. Right. I should. It's <laughs> more like they, they think you're like some sort of like um, like yakuza boss. They have like the person that speaks for them. Like the proper Japanese manners, if you watch like movies or, or drama or things like that, is that when there is like the important guy, like the yakuza boss or something like that, like the the boss never speaks. Another person is speaking, but the the person they ever they having a conversation with is always talking to the boss because they know that the boss is the one taking oh, the decisions. Okay, okay. That one time though, that one lady, you know how they right now since it's the like COVID nineteen crisis, they have a lot of like plastic flaps in front of the uh, like checkout desks, and one time Philip just walked up there and he was talking to the lady. She bent around the corner. <laughs> I wasn't even at the desk. I was still in the like walkway before the desk, yeah. and she was like, yeah, was "Do you want a bag?" Do you have <laughs> There's just, a giant gap between us. I didn't so, know what was going on. Uh, Paolo explained it very well. Obviously, you're the boss-looking type, and I'm just like the person who cannot be talked to. <laughs> But I will answer the questions. So they have to pretend like they're talking to you and then I'll answer the questions. So funny. <laughs> but talking about people evading us, I think we never mentioned this, but many times when we walk on the street, people try to very, very <laughs> aggressively <laughs> evade. Like I get it when we go around the corner and they don't expect it, they like get a little bit spooked. But sometimes they jump away and they like jump two meters away because we just went around the corner. So okay, I still get it. Sometimes when I ride the bicycle, I ride on the on the pavement and there is, it's very wide. I wouldn't know if this bit was narrow. And there's like one meter, two meter space. And I saw a lady the other day carrying like a bag of groceries. And I was on the very other side with the bicycle. There was so much space and she like pressed herself on the wall and she like hugged the, the bag. So, and I just passed. Like, does she think I'm gonna snatch it and like kill her or something? And she like tried to go so much to the side. I don't understand. But the most ridiculous we ever experienced with Chen. Oh, that was ridiculous. Was that we were walking on the sidewalk and the road was like a little bit narrow. So they put a fence and the sidewalk was also narrow. But it was very comfortable to walk there next to each other. So we were walking next to each other and I made space. I walked in front of Chen. So 
he, the man in front of us, could pass next to us very easily, no problem. <laughs> and he kept walking towards me, he looked very nervous, and then he climbed over the fence <laughs> on the road. The it was like the highway. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the highway. It, it was, was the fast part downhill, yeah. like their house. <laughs> so he would rather die than to pass us on the, on the sidewalk. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing to know is that other lady that jumped on the sidewalk, that jumped almost into the street. Because, yeah. yeah, some lady was standing on the corner and this was an actual sidewalk and so like, uh, I don't know, six people could walk side by side. And we just went around the corner and just walking normal speed and she happened to turn when we came around the corner and she went, oh! and she <laughs> jumped into the street to get away from us. <laughs> we were like, okay. The vision has begun. <laughs> Is that Mount Fuji? It's Mount Fuji? Yeah. Nice. It's back. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. We're talking about Mount Fuji. <laughs> yes, we just saw Mount Fuji. That's actually one thing I wanted to briefly mention. That uh, it's very, very eerie to me, or like menacing. Very often it happened to me that I was somewhere watching the scenery, and I haven't noticed Mount Fuji for like 30 minutes or one hour or longer. And then you look up, and it's there. It's like this huge mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like menacing over me in the clouds. And I, it happened to me recently on a trip. You were on top of a hill, and there was like a tea farm and everything. And uh, you look, and there's a huge ass mountain. And I didn't see it for like two hours. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> the other day, I was at the beach in Enoshima, and I was swimming. And I was in the sea for I don't know how long. And it took me so long to see that it was above the clouds. And I got scared that I didn't see it before. And I was like, I was see it like out of nowhere. It's like the most obnoxious, biggest thing ever that's the most hidden. I guess it's, I guess it's like the sneaker club or something. It's a sneaker. It's a sneaker mountain. Yeah. Does it happen to you that you haven't seen it and then you suddenly like realize it's been there all along? Like, uh, sometimes, I guess. Where I am usually, I can't really see Mount Fuji, so... I can't really say. <laughs> I'd say it's like playing a game of like, where's Waldo? But in this case, it's like, Waldo's looking for you. Yes. It's creepy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in your face, very much so. It's like right so there. it's like, I've been watching you this whole time. Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> It's the brand name of the week. Get ready, it will be weird. I, eto, eh, doctor, eh, eto, doctor, I have, eh, eh, trouble. Mm. What kind of trouble, my young woman? え、えっとね。そう、えっと、え、ま、インクリッシュ。え、インクリッシュは、え、ベリー、え、なんだっけ。ベリーバッド。What what 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 is that? Just open your mouth and accept the freedom. 
はいあーあだだだ I think I can speak English now Thank you Duff American drug You free my speech American drug Open my larynx Where were you all those years ago When I suffered saying potato American drug I can finally speak Japanese video. So, on this part, we discuss、uh, media, Japanese characters, and、uh, interesting shows. And of course, I have to ask the guests what they feel like is the weirdest or strangest character in a show in Japan. Well, of course, there are a lot of like, things, lots of anime, but recently I've been watching dramas to practice Japanese. Dramas are like、um, Japanese, any Japanese TV show, like any Japanese like, TV series, they all call them dramas for no reason. So, there is this one which is pretty famous, it's called Osan's Love. Osan's Love? Yeah, Osan's Love. Osan's in, in Japanese means like、uh, middle aged man. Okay. So, it's like love of the middle aged man. Oh, it's love, okay. Yeah, yeah. Middle aged、um, man's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And、um, so the, the story basically is there is this guy who、like, works at this,、uh, this like, a real estate company. And he's like a super loser. But for whatever reason, <laughs>、uh, but he's Kohai, so he's like his new、uh, like, co worker, younger co worker who's like his apprentice. And his boss completely f a l l in love for him.、Okay. And despite the fact that in theory, like, he likes women. And so it's kind of like this very strange variation of the classic, like, triangle story, where instead of having, like, you know, people who are attracted to each other, it's like these two men fighting for this third man who doesn't like men. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, and especially, like, the, the, the boss, he's married. So actually, he wants to divorce to. To start dating like the main character. So he's gay? Yeah, yeah, he kind of like finds out that he's gay, but he's only in love with this, like with the main character. Okay. He, he doesn't care about any other man, he only, he's only interested in the main character. And so, like, there is like this additional part of the story where, like, the, the wife, who's soon to become like former wife, at the beginning thinks that. The main character is a woman. There's also like, all sorts of like,、right. misunderstandings and things. It's really funny, but it is <laughs> very confusing at times. So, how old is this? Is it it's、recent? from four or five years ago. Okay. They also made a movie and season two. I didn't watch it. So, it's two seasons, and、uh, how many episodes would you say?、Um, One season is 10 episodes. Okay, it's not so long.、Yeah. Would you call this progressive? Because I felt like in Japan people frown upon homosexuality. Um, I, with the fact that it's drama, a little bit, but to be honest, I don't think so. Like, the weird thing about Japan is that, like, compared to, like, for example, in Europe, there are a lot of countries that don't have any homosexual relationship in any media. 
in Japan it's pretty common like it has been common for a very long time like okay. if, if you remember like Sailor Moon had like a like oh, yeah, a homosexual yeah. relationship for like 30 years ago I wouldn't remember who's who in Sailor Moon like you yeah, listened the, the to last episode so I don't know um, <laughs> yeah but uh, at the same time I feel like they accept it as a form of fiction but they don't want to accept it in, in, like as a reality yeah it's kind of a strange thing yeah it's kind of like the opposite of, of Europe hmm I didn't know. Yeah. So, would you recommend this show? Yeah, it's super fun. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I would recommend a lot of dramas. They're all very strange. Like this is an example. Another one is um, Otona Koko, which is Otona no Koko, which is uh, high school for adults. <laughs> which is the story is that the Japanese government is concerned because uh, adults are, for whatever reason, they're not having sex. So it's recruiting these virgins and making them uh, go to this uh, weekend high school until they graduate. And graduating means like losing their virginity. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. <laughs> it's actually really fun. <laughs> Even though it doesn't really make sense because like one of the persons, uh, like one of the students in this in this high school, like it's not like he doesn't have sex because he's uh, like he can get a woman. It's just that he's gay. But at the beginning, like, they don't say that he's gay, like, it's kind of, like, revealed throughout the story. Um, it is, it is really funny. It's definitely original. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Another one that is, like, completely absurd is called Mosaic Japan. Um, Mose so, mosaic? Yeah, yeah, for like those who don't know, Mosaic in Japanese means, uh, like, the censorship on, like, in porn videos. Ah. Oh. That's they Mosaic. They Mosaic. Yeah, yeah, they call that Mosaic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So they call that Mosaic. And uh, so Mosaic Japan is the story of this guy who is from the countryside and he's coming, he worked in Tokyo but he quit his company and wants to come back to his uh, village in the countryside. And when he gets back there, uh, he finds out that basically they're all working for this big company. Now, now like everyone in the, in the village, including his parents and his friends, are now working for this big company. And he thinks it's like a normal company, but he quickly finds out that it's actually a company that makes um, like porn videos, like adult videos. Yeah, so he, he gets involved in like the production of these adult videos. It is funny, but it's a bit more serious. It reflects on all those things, for example, the absurdity of the fact that um, like Japan still has censorship. Is this one recent? Maybe three or four years ago. Okay. Quite yeah. recent. Yeah, yeah. So are you able to understand it in Japanese? Or do you watch it? Yeah, I watch it in Japanese. That's with great. Japanese sub. It's, it's fairly easy to understand. There are only like a few parts that are a little hard. Pun intended. <laughs> Alright, so thanks for the show description for recommendations. Yeah. On this part we discuss an uh, idea and question and uh, this time I'll try to make it understandable and uh, a bit shorter since uh, we have new people on the podcast. Okay, 10 seconds in. Okay, I'm already <laughs> failing. <laughs> so the question is simple. Is making no decision worse than making a bad decision? So. I have talked about this uh, similar things before, so I feel like that the more I try to spend things, is I'm happier than if I'm trying to save things and 
be undecisive. So, for example, if you have a difficult decision and uh, people have uh, these problems and second thoughts and they in two minds about stuff, very often they just get frozen and they don't choose anything and they just like, okay, I'm not going to choose anything. And I like uh, Picard from Star Trek and he says the best tip for a commander on a starship is that if you're not making a decision, it's the worst decision you can ever make. And I feel like if you are doing something in your life, very often, obviously, you will feel like that there is something you don't enjoy, don't like or don't want to happen. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. You have to spend your life somehow. And I feel like many people feel or have the mindset of like, I'm not going to spend my life because it's dangerous. And then they end up doing something they didn't want to do or they end up doing something they want to do very late. And I just accepted recently that even if I don't necessarily feel like it's the best choice, it's a choice and it's much better to do this than not do anything. And even if you make a bad choice, it's better in my opinion to come and repair this problem or redo it and have the experience of the bad decision than still having not made any decision. <laughs> so the question is still the same. Is no decision worse than a bad decision. What do you think? Uh, honestly, for me, making no decision is a decision in itself. So it's not exactly nothing. Okay. Um, first of all, like, let's say it depends on the situation. Like, if you make no decision, that is your decision. But the thing is, a bad decision, who decides if it's a bad decision or not? Like, you decide it's a bad decision if the outcome ends up being bad, right? Mm. So at first, you don't really think about it. And honestly, like, with everything going on, there's no real harm in making some decisions anyway. So whether or not it's bad, it's gonna happen. Like you said, right? Things are going to be out of your control because this is your choice. It, other people will treat it differently. And whatever, right? You made that choice. I guess the problem with a lot of people, like, they're just scared to jump into things. Like, they're scared to um, to try something out because they just want to live comfortably all the time. But the thing is, that's not that's not how life is. Yeah. Exactly, right? So at some point, if you even if someone keeps saying, "Okay, fine, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna decide, I'm not gonna make any decision," at the end of the day, you still have to make a decision, mm. whether it was bad, good, whatever. Like, I feel like there are two like situations that one of them is they don't make a decision and you like decide to not make a decision and that's like what you're talking about. Yes, like, yeah. But another thing that's very common is that people have a very difficult choice. Yeah. They pretend like it's not there and they keep like doing anything but that, not doing anything. Yeah. Either way, like it's still gonna be the same thing at the end of the day. <laughs> or even more, people are in a comfortable place and they don't wanna have any decision made that they would. Or they'll make someone else do the decision making yeah, yeah, for and them. Yeah. And then they yeah. kept just being nudged into things that they haven't decided and yeah the people who nudge them into things that they will eventually do they don't care about them then it's, yeah it's you're just gonna sad. yeah it is sad because like you're just building your own hole and now you have to make that decision at the end of the day unless you're gonna die in this situation <laughs> in this hole like rot there forever with i mean so like making a decision that could be bad but mm -hmm. it could be life-changing is yes, that what yes, you're yes, trying yes, to talk yes, about yes. okay yeah so just yes, clarify yes, yes. please that's why that's why i'm not talking in the closet now that's why 
Oh, so you mean like those people that might have a nice like life? Let's say they live a, a decent life, whatever. It's it's average, but mm-hmm. maybe it could be different or or I even think, better if they took some risks. Yes. But it could also fall apart. And I feel like they're secretly being said that they haven't tried it. So you're talking more like regrets, like better to have loved yeah. and lost than yeah, to yeah, yeah, never yeah. loved so, at all yes 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 oh, so okay. i have changed my mind i felt like all my life i felt like better to have loved than never loved again whatever i felt like it was bullshit i don't want to be heartbroken but maybe i'm just an old man now but i feel like i agree with that now i feel like i would rather do something that would eventually fail but have the experience than just sit there and do nothing you you won't know until you try something. I mean, like some people don't want to try stuff. <laughs> well, I mean that that is true. Like I mean that's your decision. But the thing is, I guess with all of us, right, moving to a country with a completely different language mm-hmm. and everything, this is a huge risk. But even if we didn't like it, we could yeah. still easily come back and, yeah. and stop it. Even yeah. if you thinking, should I like have this job? Should I go to this university? You could still do something else later like it doesn't mean that you're set for life and having the power to change it gives you some clarity into what you want and if you don't have that you will have a very bad feeling about not choosing anything and not like a fulfilling life I feel like so that's what I meant what do you think pal? (laughs) um I I still like the way Philip used to think before like I used to think the same way and I still feel the same way I think it's not really about making decisions. I think the whole problem is more about accepting... Like, it's, it's more about pride, let's put it this way. Kind of like accepting the fact that you might be wrong. To give you an example, let's say you... Um, can be like jobs or like partners. You keep inviting someone and they never accept. For lots of people, it's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, if you ask this girl out and she says no, you can ask another girl. At least you know. But I, I still feel like for some people and like I'm one of those still hearing no or like knowing that that's not going to happen it really hurts and I can't do that over and over again that's a good point yeah, yeah. Uh, like because I feel like at some point I, I'll just break yeah. if I do that um, and the other thing is like accepting that you know you might lose sometimes which again is something that it's difficult to accept, especially for someone who's like hyper competitive like me. So that again, taking the decision that might go wrong is not only about the decision itself, it's more about you. Like everything is a judgment on you and who you are. So that if you invite something out for like for dinner and they say no, it's not just that, it's like a judgment on you and how valuable you are as a person. No, that's a very toxic way of going about life. And I perfectly understand that, but I think it it makes sense not to take the step forward and just like, you know, avoiding taking a decision, avoiding trying to do something. Mm. I would agree that it makes sense with decisions that are repeated, like you said, the partners and the dates. You could be very depressed and broken after bad experiences. But I meant more like a big life events like do I take the job so just yeah yeah, yeah. but again like if you take this job and you accept it and then it goes badly 
like as you said, yeah, yeah, you can always go back. Or like we came to Japan, right? And we can always go back to our own countries. Uh, yeah, sure. But it's really hard to swallow your pride and say, oh yeah, I tried this and it didn't work. Yeah, I, I don't think I have a problem with that. <laughs> like I would have a big problem. Okay. Like I, I'm not saying that's a necessarily a good thing. Like probably it's not, but. But I would, well, if I wasn't happy here, I would probably try a different country. I wouldn't go back to my country. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just like changing. The, the idea of like saying, you know, I tried this and it didn't work, so I'm going to try something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I... Like, mean. yeah, like, I, I think that's the right way to go about life. But at the same time, I think it's hard if you're a certain kind of personality. It's definitely hard, and I feel like it, you can get hurt, and you can get, like, discouraged and... Uh, can be very unpleasant but at the end of the day I feel like it's, it makes you feel better afterwards like yeah, if you go yeah through that's it. true so if you push through a bit then I feel like you're eventually much happier than if you just try to be comfortable well my recommendation is always like never be like me so <laughs> that's, that's, okay, not well, <laughs> that's not a that's not a nice thing to say about yourself <laughs> I mean that's fine yeah everyone thinks differently I think we all have our ways of dealing with like I just stopped caring already about But again, like I, I, res- I still respect how Paolo is. Like if he, no, if this is how he is, there's nothing to respect. It's very bad. No, no, I'm, bad, bad position. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I believe that. I mean, I if it works bad. for you, yeah, exactly. then it's fine, right? It doesn't work for me. Well, I don't then, think it works for anyone. Then I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that it's a good way. I'm just saying that some people have that mindset. It's true. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like so. What I want to say, rather, is not really that it's good and it has to be accepted it's more like it has to be understood like so we all had that situation whether we like we played one of these two roles the the friend saying oh yeah ask ask the girl out or you know ask that boy out or whatever ask that horse out whatever you like has that person out and the other person saying i don't know and like the friend saying yeah whatever like the sea is full of fish whatever things like that We've all been in that situation, and I think like that's the wrong interaction. Because like if the person is saying no, like again, I don't think that's the right approach necessarily. Like probably it's not. But just saying like, yeah, as a friend, like I don't care and you should be the same, like I think that's not like the right way to go about it. That that's my point. Okay. Yeah. But I still like I still think <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Like so for example, if you have the opportunity to come to Japan to work and you don't take it because you're scared or whatever and like you choose to not take the decision right it shouldn't be like seen as oh well i would do it so you should do it It's, it should be like understood like okay why is this a problem and probably it will come down to like low self-esteem or like too high self-esteem and pride and things like that like One of my favorite books, since we, like Philip said that I, I like books. One of my favorite books says something really interesting, which is like the persons with the lowest self-esteem are the person who are the most prideful. Which I think is extremely true. Like if you have super low self-esteem, like you're really afraid to show how bad you think you are and how, how bad like uh, actually you are. So like you tend to, even if you joke about it, like you tend to be extremely proud or whatever 
That makes sense. So then that really hurts like the whole thing of like making a decision or like taking like taking something. Sometimes you could use it and be like very confident and show off how boldly you made this decision and use it as a reasoning why this was like a prideful decision even if it failed because you went ahead and boldly, bravely did something. So you can still look at it in a Yeah, but if you have low self-esteem, then you don't trust your own decision, so you you don't. That's not the point. That's them. what I meant with all this whole discussion. Like, yeah, yeah, if you just think about it differently, you don't really have to have the confidence. No, I agree. I prefer. I, I completely agree. But that's why I think it's not a good way to go about things. <laughs> it's just that it, I I just want to say that like people who go like about life this way exist, and this is the reason. I'm just saying that it should be understood. I'm not saying that it's correct or like should be accepted. I was just going to say, first of all, I think it's always a bad decision to take some kind of risk if you think that somehow, some way, the outcome is truly going to be worse than the benefit, and not and something you can't bounce back from if it goes badly. So. Like, not that you can't do it, but I just think it's a poor choice if there's not a good chance that it's going oh, to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, good, like, not good, like, if am I going to be famous or not going to become famous or something like that. But I mean, like, if you use all of your money to go to some other country uh, for some reason, and then, like, I mean... Unless you make money, you're gonna be fucked. So I mean, like, yeah, don't yeah, make yeah. rash, rash. Yeah. It's also a very good point. So yeah, unless it's just necessary, then yeah. So in that case, it's bad. But just one, um, one very small thing. I read, uh, I think, talking about books or in June, I think it was. You should differentiate with gamble and risk. So risk, you have risk oh, yeah, to okay. do something, and. It's like a good chance it will happen, maybe mm-hmm. not, but uh, it's a risk. But gamble, it's like something okay, will yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, so no, gam- no gambling. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's what I mean. No, not gambling. In terms of like other other things, and I mean that not just personal. Maybe it's other people you know, other things. If it's going to affect other people's lives, to whatever in a bad way. But on the other hand, I. If there's something out there, like you, I don't know, you studied uh, chemistry in school instead of, instead of studying physics, I don't know, maybe you'd have an amazing life if you'd studied physics instead of the other. But the thing is, if you're just happy with, with your life, there are some things that obviously can make people happier. But if you truly are just happy, there's no reason to make those risks, take those risks or maybe bad decisions. If, if, you're, just, if you're just happy, then... Then fine, and I don't mean happy like your house is burning down. And you're like this is fine, like that dog <laughs> and that that picture. I mean, like yeah. if if you're if you truly like the person you're with, if you truly like your family, if you like your job, if there's nothing you want to change, literally because you like it all, well then fine. I think it's okay to just live, just be, as long as you're not bothering others yes. I don't really in, agree with this in the sense that many people live their life so that it will never change again and I feel like they're just stagnating and dying it's makes me sad no, so some people like it that yeah so it makes me just upset because if your life isn't going anywhere why why is it like I don't, I'm not saying like go and die but I'm saying like 
isn't there at least something you would like to do? Like, like it's just like, like, like there is so many people I know that are so comfortable and they just have the same thing all the time. And I'm so sad because they could be doing so much and I could see them being so happy like if you just change one small thing and they will never change them because they, they do exactly, they live by what you just said. They, they like, I am happy, I don't need anything. Of course you don't need anything. If I live under a bridge, I don't need anything. I will survive, but it's not a life worth living like it's not like but it is to them i'm saying well, you gotta take it like their point of view well the way i'm thinking about it is in a way that like one time i read some article about some lady and she was talking about how everyone should have children and i'm open open to just listening to what people say as as long as they you know came out with a, a real argument and not just saying stuff But she was talking about how she was some person that never wanted to have like kids, didn't like anything about them, blah, 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 blah. And by the end of the article, she was just saying how like it completely changed her life. Everyone should have this experience. Even if you don't want it, it's like you do want it in the end. But then I, what my point is, is that even after reading the article, and I read this earlier in my 20s when I didn't feel like I wanted kids ever. But the point was, is like, I don't care if that thing could make me this okay. happy like i don't give a shit like i really did like not having a, a a kid and it was like i'm sure it was great for her and i'm sure it's great for anyone but her saying this this thing like you you must do it and you you must have it i was like no you can have a perfectly fine life yeah, without I, I doing agree with that. That. Yeah. so that's what i mean by the, the the decision yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. big thing but it's not going to define your happiness if you don't do that uh-huh. I think that's also like one thing you're taking away someone's decision making power and I think what makes us human as well is the freedom to actually make a decision and one if you're you're imposing something you're taking away that decision making power and it's also the same with killing yourself you're taking away your right to decide because of this one decision that you make because you're just ending everything you don't want to decide anymore it's a bit extreme okay. it's a bit extreme no, no but like you just don't want to de- you don't want to make decisions anymore so you'll just end everything by making this last decision so it is a bad well for me it's a bad decision I, I'm against suicide by the way please don't no no <laughs> I mean like no I mean like I'm addressing people like yeah. if you're sad or everything Just, just like an idea. Yeah, of course, okay. don't take away people's power to decide. Yeah. yeah, I'll show you the other way of making a risk. That since you're saying people shouldn't take like risks or whatever, so monkey. Oh. <laughs> Keep that in. Okay. So monkey and Nabicham, monkey. So like, for instance, I when I went to school, I could choose if I was going to just do nothing but loans and scholarships whatever or uh, get some work experience and like start like my first job like I didn't have to but I was like I should probably do this I was obviously going to get a job at some point in the future but the problem was I never had a job before and I didn't even speak to, to people 
simple. Like I just didn't talk. Like most of school, I didn't say anything because I hated everyone. I thought everyone was a fucking bastard, <laughs> and so I just didn't say anything. Well, I mean, when you grow up in a place where everybody's the same but you, everybody constantly points out that you're an outsider, and it doesn't help to be a race where you're an outsider all around the world. So you get pretty angry when you're younger. With everything going on, so I didn't speak, and so I had a choice to pick a job where I was constantly going to have to be talking to people. I was going to be the information oh, yeah. person, or like I could go and like do like putting some. They had another like data job or something like on the campus, like helping some teacher. So I chose the information one. I was like, I'm just. I'm just gonna do it. Like I was having anxiety for like the whole time up until my first day of the、mm. job, and then I was just like, okay, it's the last minute before it's my shift. Like I just have to do it. I just have to. Either I'm gonna choose to do it or I'm not gonna do it.、Okay. So I just did it, and over time it did make me better at being able to handle things like conversations or or speaking to people and. I still get all kinds of anxiety when I have to meet a new client because I think it's a pain in the ass. But, but years ago, no one could have even imagined that I would be someone leading a conversation and having to talk to several people daily, constantly. Maybe in that case, there's no bad side to it. Like I took a risk, but it wasn't like. Something horrible is going to happen, other than me having a panic attack. But it was like I was kind of happy being angry, or happy not liking people, and happy not talking yeah, yeah, to people. Yeah. But I just changed it for reasons, and、mm. I'm equally or more happy now, I guess. But it has at least opened many other、yeah. opportunities to do something. Definitely. So yeah. But to rephrase it one final time, I would say that in my point of view, if you feel like it's not a gamble, if you feel like it's just a risk, and you feel like you want this, like something that you want to do, and you're scared because it might not work out, it's a risk, and it's、uh, not a gamble. It's not a small chance that it would succeed. So I feel like you should do it, whatever it is. But please don't kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you have any comment or if you want to answer how、uh, do you feel about this, please send us a comment to mindduckjapan@gmail.com or comments on any social media which I don't read. <laughs> <laughs>
Seven brushed. Okay. Nespa his seven brushed. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was a very good job, by the way. You pronounced it really well. Oh, yay! <laughs> I did it! <laughs> yeah, you there you go. Anything you want to say, Papa? I want to say, give me booze and bitches. Dej mi chlasta kurvy. Dej mi chlasta kurvy. There you go. Pro kurvy is bitches. Yeah. Chlast is booze. Nice. I only knew pivo, which is beer. Pivo is just beer. <laughs> so thanks a lot for recording this and uh, see you on another episode. Bye. 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 Bye.
Yeah, I'm ready. You can say it. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, I can say. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was waiting for like uh, no. someone to no. go. Okay. Mark. Oh. Welcome to the Mind Duck Podcast. Mind Duck, Mind Duck Japan. Japan Podcast. Oh, oh no, I failed already. <laughs> <laughs>